0: Shea Butter and Popcorn. Okay, let's start the show.
1: Sit back, relax, and listen. Fridays go have you glistening. Get ready for a real good vibe. Shea Butter and Popcorn. We are now live. Welcome to Shea Butter and Popcorn. With Taj and Chels. Episode 1. Orville Redenbacher.
0: Oroville Redenbacher is absolutely delicious it is a smooth buttery movie theater popcorn that I love to eat you'll love it too of course you've had it I'm sure you have or your friends have try Oroville Redenbacher today it's delicious it's smooth it's gourmet Orville really knew what he was doing that's all I'm gonna say Welcome to to Shea Butter and Popcorn with Taj and Chels. This is an all-inclusive, giving you the exclusive. This podcast focuses on reviewing the latest films of today. This is our introductory episode, so let's dive in. I'm Chelsea Johnson, a singer, songwriter, and actor, and recent college graduate with a deep love for movies and cinema. Whoop, whoop! (laughs) I grew up watching all kinds of films, like, Funny Girl to Lawrence of Arabia to Mobeta Blues. As a film fanatic, I always wanted to glean from films and learn fun behind the scenes facts about the making of the movie or why the actor chose a certain role and the journey in the process. I gotta say, I grew up in a pretty progressive family where we quoted some of our favorite films as a pastime. For example, My parents wanted to teach me and my sister about how men just might drive you crazy. They would put on movies like Boys on the Side or Riding in Cars with Boys, both starring Drew Barrymore, or even Little Darlings with Tatum O'Neill. There are also numerous movies that haunt me because the number of times they have been playing in my house, like The Count of Monte Cristo or Sabrina. Saying all this to say, this hobby of watching movies sort of snowballed into me being like, why don't I just give a little insight on some of my choice picks? Long story short, I created this podcast with one of my college buddies, Tajiana, to tackle another angle of the arts, bringing, hey. you, that, <laughs> bringing you that shea butter. Here's Taj.
1: Hello, everyone. My name is Taj. I'm also a recent college grad I'm holding a double degree in the arts. Um, me and Chelsea went to acting school together. Uh, hey. Love this girl. Yes. And I'm so excited to be on this podcast. I'm a freelance filmmaker and I love storytelling, especially Black stories. Black narratives, black everything. All right. I'm an advocate of diversity, equity, and inclusion, and I'm so, so, so excited to contribute to this conversation.
0: Yes. Wonderful. Oh, my goodness. This is going to be so fun. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it is. All right. Let's get into our first segment. Yes, which is
1: my summer movie mix of 2019. (laughs) Summer movie mix. Summer movie.
0: Summer movie. Uh, 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 uh. Okay. Summer movie mix. We will be talking about our favorite movies of the summer. And these are my top three Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Broadway revival of The Lion King. (laughs) (laughs) That's an inside joke for all my theater fans out there. Oh (laughs) my gosh. You know me. You know me. You knew I had to go there. You knew it. Uh. (laughs) Yeah. Marvel, Spider-Man, Far From Home. So, let's get into it. Uh, The first movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, is directed by one of my top five directors, Quentin Tarantino. Taj, you know I love Quentin. I love... He does. I do.
1: (laughs) She knows. She Top knows what I'm about. Probably him. number one. Literally number one.
0: I, seriously, I love him so much. <laughs> well,
1: we'll talk about that later. <laughs>
0: we'll talk about that later. Okay. So it's starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt, which was, in a word, amazing. Seriously, I love Quentin because he makes such iconic movies that have almost a connect-the-dots type of storyline. Hateful Eight or Reservoir Dogs, uh, those movies is a reference to my personal favorite, Pulp Fiction, um, because each of them have their own mini plots within the main plot. So it's almost like the late director Gary Marshall, who's done films like Valentine's Day or Mother's Day specifically, have the overlap theme in those movies as well. Now, his movies, Gary Marshall movies, are definitely romantic comedies like Princess Diaries, series, or pretty woman. But the same premise applies with the overlap of plots to carry the story forward. And before I get into the story Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, let me just take the sidebar and talk about my Leo love. Oh no. Because she already get ready, knows everyone. I'm go. Get it ready. <laughs> Get ready, everyone. <laughs> I love him so much. Okay. My Leo love runs deep. I've seen every film he's ever done. That is not an exaggeration. Literally every film. I don't know, was it the hair, the eyes, the extra syllable saying his first and last name? Yes. Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Literally. Oh my goodness. His Okay, I know smoking kills. I'm not here advocating smoking, but the way he lights a cigarette in a film with those blue eyes looking off into the sunset. Mm. Oh lord. I oh.
1: cannot. <laughs>
0: I knows? cannot. Anyway, I have my Leo pins. I copped off Etsy.com. Sure did. And I wore that the day the movie dropped. And I got to say, not only is he easy on the eyes, but I mean, he's a phenomenal actor. Like, his growth is exceptional. If you have a chance, please dive into his filmography. You won't be missing out. He flew to New York um, to actually convince Daniel Day-Lewis to come out of retirement in order to do Gangs in New York in 2004, which is another great movie. Um, His most recent film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I loved it because it showed how being an actor is a coaster of an experience without giving too much away, there's so many scenes in the car, you know, and them driving. And it's like, if you live in SoCal, Taji, you know, already. Driving in LA is right. last time, right? Like, that's yeah. what you do in LA. You just drive in rush. <laughs> so it was cool for them to capture that, you know? Um, it was amazing. Brad Pitt also did an excellent job, who founded Clan B Entertainment, who backed amazing films like The Departed, also starring Leo DiCaprio, 12 Years a Slave, Moonlight, Selma, or Last Black Man in San Francisco. Yes! Yes. Five stars all around, loved it. Let's get into the next film the Broadway revival of the Lion King. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Broadway, Broadway Revi-
0: revival, yes, starring Queen Bee. Oh, my goodness, an icon! Like anyone that knows me knows that I am definitely a member of the Beehive
1: for sure. I'm the
0: president in my own mind, <laughs> I love <laughs> everything she stands for. I'm obsessed with her anyway. And at Atlanta's Donald Glover, Atlanta is epic, it's an amazing TV show on FX. Please check that out. Yes. And, of course, first of all, I played out The Lion King, The Gift, the album. Like, I played that album. <laughs> it's it fire. Isn't it fire? Brown it skin is. Ball? Oh, my God. Brown yes.
1: skin girl. Wow. <laughs> the skin just like, pearl. Hey.
0: The best thing in the world. I wouldn't trade you for anybody else. Man. Anyway, I love it. <laughs> I love that. Oh, my gosh. Lion King. Okay. At first, though, I was like, I don't know. Like, how are you going to remake my favorite Disney movie? Because it's The Lion King live action i tell you Taj. i wasn't actually excited about it until the trailer dropped
1: yeah "Yeah." a lot of people were on the fence a lot of people were on the fence
0: it's classic it's like no like don't mess with it don't touch it don't right exactly right oh my gosh Mm -hmm. i was pleasantly surprised it was very well done the story seemed elevated a bit more and speaking of retellings and remakes uh marvel spider-man far from home last but not least starring Tom Holland and Zendaya, who is a goddess. Seriously. Queen. Queen. Just seriously stream euphoria. (laughs) If you're not, what are you doing with your life? I don't even know. Period.
1: Y'all need to watch euphoria. I'm (laughs) so weak because I saw her in the airport like (laughs) a couple weeks ago. (laughs) All my followers are like, we know. (laughs) But she's from Oakland and I'm, I'm here. I'm from the Bay Area. Um, right next to Oakland, San Leandro, not really exciting. But, anyways, Zendaya is a queen, and I saw her walk through the airport like the goddess she is, and I was just like, wow.
0: She's incredible. Oh my gosh. And I know this is the eight thousand remake of Spider Man. We all know this. <laughs> right is <laughs> redone so many times. And version is the one we all grew up on. I know I grew up on that. But the remake was very enjoyable. Tom Holland exudes Spider Man. I'm so glad he's staying in the MCU. Don't get me started. That's a whole nother episode. Um, but it was incredible it was a great movie real popcorn fun those are my top three hope you enjoyed them Taji let them know what your summer movie mix is
1: yes sis okay not all of these came out in the summer but they got foot traffic in the summer so the Brian Banks movie oh my gosh I went to go see that with my friend and I was like literally I already have a heart for like prison reform because our criminal justice like th- the whole thing is trash throw the whole department away it's a mess but that movie was just such a great retelling of the true story um it was very heart-wrenching and it just made me just want to advocate even more for those who are innocent and incarcerated so i'm just like all of y'all who are in law school including one of my home girls abigail who is going to literally the school um western and san diego the school that is featured in the movie um because that's where the innocence project is based like literally all of y'all please 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 get your law degree and fix this system because wow that movie was so good um it was very well done very well done um spider (laughs) okay you guys are gonna be so bad oh spider
0: oh (laughs) spider this what we're doing (laughs)
1: spider-man into the spider-verse i okay once again this is like the 20th remake but this movie, guys, it is so iconic, like my cousin took me and my siblings to go see it, literally, like I have not the rave about it has still not stopped, like I've still been in conversation with people like I work with youth, and like the youth will be like, "Yeah, um, this is my fifth time seeing it, and I'm so glad they put it on Netflix because I can just watch it like forever, and um, yeah, the animation was beautiful. Um, they did a very 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 good job with that the storyline was superb like there was not a moment that I looked away from the screen it was so great um, mm-hmm. I really loved the inclusive storyline um, and the fact that they made Miles Morales like Afro-Latino like I loved that um, oh I love it that was, it was so great and I just love Shamik more <laughs> but anyways
0: dope <laughs> <laughs> came out 2015 <laughs> I got <guarantee>. on <laughs> stop! Hey, how are hey. you
1: doing, King? <laughs> Anyways,
0: You're gonna find him um, on Twitter. DM.
1: Right. <laughs> hey, big head with the waving high uh, emoji. So lame. Anyways, moving on. But yeah, that movie movie was so so dope. No pun intended. But it literally was just I, i'm still not over it like it was just such a well done film um last but not least um you have the last black man in san francisco um yes. of course yes being a bay native i was like oh we got a movie about gentrification in That's the city that. oh i for sure oh, have well. to see this excuse me,
0: what? Gentrification. excuse me huh
1: right <laughs> uh, redlining call <laughs> exactly so it was only shown in specific theaters because Um, It wasn't like a mass produced film, but um, it was so aesthetically pleasing. Um, I know a lot of people didn't enjoy it because the storyline wasn't cohesive, but um, it took me a while to get used to, but it definitely, you warm up to it and you appreciate the uniqueness of the film. Um, It was, it did have a narrative, obviously, but it was very much visual heavy. Um, So shout out to the cinematographers on that and the editors and all of the lovely people because it was a very great cinematic piece. Um, Just a nice visual. And so um, I encourage everybody to watch that movie as well. Um, And obviously great storyline about stuff that needs to be told because gentrification is literally eating at our backs. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so those are my three movies and um, yeah.
0: Awesome. Love it. That's our movie mix of 2019. (laughs) A A A A A. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> let's get into our next
1: segment. Let them know what it is, Taj. Our next segment is is twenty
0: nineteen, y'all. That's Ashy. Hey. Br- 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 that's Ashy. Okay. So being from the south, my grandmother would always say, you know. Hey, baby, you wow. might want to put on some shea butter on your knees. You're looking a little ashy. And <laughs> she would say just like that. And before I knew of its context, as a kid, I'd be like, huh? And, yeah, I'm saying that in a, a Southern accent because I'm, I'm from the South. As I said, I'm from Texas. <laughs> yeah, she from Texas, baby. So, you know, uh, sometimes <laughs> it, it will come out. My Texas twang will come out every so often. Anyway,
1: <laughs> my <goes>. mom,
0: <laughs> there it goes. My mother would be like, oh, Chelsea, she'll just put a little bit more vaseline on your ankles dear that's all that is you know and you know ashy is not really it's not a positive term in the black community what do you think Taj would you say it's a positive I don't say it I feel
1: like it definitely is not like (laughs) I feel like we definitely use it to its like strongest core like if you let somebody know that they're ashy it's never like a compliment like if somebody tells you that you're ashy you're never just gonna be like oh thank you wow, I'm ashy today. Thanks. Like, it's just, they, you know, you got to stay moisturized and let that melanin show. And I think, you know, it's just, you know, being ashy is just like, you know, cause you know, you, you, we, we're not white. So having like that white dried up, like film paste, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it's dry skin, but like, <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. But just making sure that, you know, your skin tone looks like your skin tone is very important to us. So, yeah,
0: Ashi definitely is a negative connotation. It's really negative. It's bad. It's not good. Oh, God. Anyway, no, it's not. But you know what? We're going to take this term. And turn it on its head, and let you know what we think is not cool, aka Ashley, by any means, but seems to be perpetuated over and over again in cinema. Since this is, after all, shea butter and popcorn, we yes. moisturize this. You know what I mean? We gotta moisturize it.
1: <laughs> yes. So we definitely want to let you all know that this podcast is your one-stop shop for analyzing the film industry from angles of diversity and inclusion. Um, We will be talking about the lack of diversity in cinema as well as negative stereotypes and tropes of the Black experience, but also positive things and things that we um, see are changing, Um, like I mentioned about, you know. Spider-Verse, the inclusive storyline and all sure. those things. Yeah, the yeah. yeah,
0: and the Marvel Spider-Man. Exactly. You know I mean? Come on, other come other on, Black TV. MJ.
1: Really we're cool. here for it.
0: Uh, Brad Pitt founded Plan B Entertainment, as I said earlier, and they funded films like Last Buck Man in San Francisco and other films like that. They need to be told. You know, we do have allies, you know, in Hollywood that if more people stood up, like, it would be such a different sphere and the scope, you know, the scenic view would change. Uh, exactly. Things like that are, helping the shift go in the right direction, I believe. And, you know, it's a slow process, but as long as people believe in the process, right. it's, got to get it's got to get better.
1: Right, exactly. And even um, when, you know, in the early years of film and TV, we were not represented at all. And if we were, it was not well. So, you know, there was either no representation or misrepresentation. And so in the beginning, you have things like, these minstrel shows that show, like, the negative stereotypes of Black people, you know, you have, like, the mammy character, you know, the Black woman as just the maid, unattractive, all those types of things, Um, Black males portrayed as just, like, I don't know, just not human, (laughs) and those things were definitely more prominent when film and TV was first starting out. So that's where we're kind of, we've come a long way since then, but there's still so much misrepresentation and lack of diversity in our stories. Like look at, you know, the awards that actors and actresses win who are black, you, you know, like are they primarily winning roles for them being the slave (laughs) in the movie or like, are we starting to diversify those stories? Yeah, So yeah,
0: um, gone with the wind, uh, I love that movie, great movie, but Had McDaniel won the Oscar for playing a maid, of course, and she couldn't even like like go to the Oscars or like she couldn't was like it was like it was crazy She couldn't even but, attend
1: her own award show. Right. And so and it just yeah. Best
0: supporting actress and I still think that of course people are like oh slavery's over. Okay, obviously we know that. It's it's 2019 going on 2020, but I do think that there is still that dynamic of mm-hmm. uh, black people being recognized when they're playing certain roles or playing different tropes uh mm-hmm. was iconic in training day mm-hmm. amazing stand-up guy amazing actor but he wins mm-hmm. the Oscar for a training day where mm-hmm. he's playing almost like a gangbanger I know he's a cop but he's a dirty cop but he's almost like you know portraying low-key and it's like that's the stuff that gets hailed or Lupita Nyong'o, love her seriously amazing queen right what is amazing. she waiting for playing a slave you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's still, it's great that they're winning and being recognized, but I think that also it's time to ward people that aren't necessarily playing into those same stereotypes, you know, like right. black girls can be witty and fun. I love Emma exactly. Stone. I love Emma Stone. I love EZA. And it's like, when are we going to have African-American actresses get to be the fun, quirky, you know, uh, witty right. girl that you know everybody loves you know what i mean exactly it's not one look it's not one sphere you know exactly we want to keep it in that box and the real world does not look like that the world no like, honey it ain't got no boxes it ain't <laughs> storage you know what I, mean? I mean you know
1: right yeah. exactly and even <laughs> as we look at this across genres like if we want to look at um i wrote a paper about afrofuturism and college, and even just looking at sci-fi, like I know for a long time I had not been able to get into sci-fi because it just did not appeal to me. It was just like, what? Like, okay, yeah, the graphics are cool, but just like story-wise, like I don't see myself reflected. How am I supposed to relate to this genre? And you know, um back in the day, like around the 1920s, um the term science fiction was coined um, by Hugo Jernsback and. At that time, because we weren't having that representation, Mm -hmm. it just, it trickles down into different genres. And so like even 13% of the top grossing um, 100 sci-fi fantasy films feature protagonists of color. And so Will Smith is literally... Like you guys are going to, you guys are probably not going to believe me. Well, actually you can, you can see for yourself. Just look at all the movies he's in, yeah. but like literally he's counted six times with men in black, the trilogy. So that's already three movies that's right there. and I am legend. And Hello. so that that's means cool. that there have been eight movies that have not had a non-white protagonist and six of them were played by Will Smith. Yep. So
0: he it's, the
1: yeah, which is great. I it's love great. Will. I yeah. love Uncle Will for sure but we okay. need to have an increase of representation across the board luckily we're seeing that move um with things like a wrinklin time black panther yeah. um things like Ryan that so, shout, out, shout Ryan. out Ryan also yeah, oakland, oakland. Native.
0: oakland native we love
1: yeah. it yeah so i'm excited for creators like those who are getting the door open and yeah. you know trying to send the elevator back down for the rest of us who are in the industry um, so we just need to start to moisturize the film industry yeah. and continue to not <laughs> perpetuate this ashiness. <laughs> and we need to get it together, honestly. Yeah. It's time and so we're making strides, but we, we can I think we can sprint even faster. So well, I'm sure. really excited about the changes that are happening in Hollywood and I, I just wish us all continued success and diversify our
0: stories and all that type of stuff. So I oh, mean, i couldn't agree more oh my goodness i love that uh i hope you enjoyed episode one of orville Redenbacher. Whoop, 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 whoop. new episode every friday please follow us on twitter at shea butter pop or on instagram shea butter and popcorn or you can follow us personally at ajana at music follow your yep. message of into this retweet us you know um, yes let us know what you thought about episode one tune in next week next friday we will be talking about favorite directors and favorite 90s movies yes i'm so excited
1: please do dm us any ideas for episodes if you guys have topics that you want us to talk about um please do let us know and we'd love to chat about it yeah we'll
0: definitely get that right for you get it right get it Get it right, get it tight, get it moisturized and not ashy. Yes. Remember to always stay moisturized. This is Shea Butter and Popcorn. Tuning out. (laughs) See you next week.